kind of an exciting time to have lived through, to, to be totally honest. It's very difficult to describe that of another course. You can't understand it unless you've lived through it. But, but the, the, this constant change, the constant use, constant revelation, something different every day. This is Cold War Conversations. If you're new here, you've come to the right place to listen to first-hand Cold War history accounts. Do make sure you follow us in your podcast app or join our emailing list at coldwarconversations.com. In this episode, we hear the third and final part of Torsten Belger's story as he tells us about his first visit to West Berlin leaving the East German Army and life after the GDR. Before we start, a quick thanks to Skip1969, PT in Montreal and GDR Objectified for leaving reviews in iTunes. Do leave reviews with your favourite podcast provider. It really helps us get new guests on the show. And if you'd like to support us, then head over to coldwarconversations.com and click on the support the podcast menu option to learn more. Thank you so much for all our fans that are supporting us. It is really appreciated. Now, back to today's episode. We start with Torsten telling us about life in the immediate aftermath of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Kind of an exciting time to have lived through. Absolutely. To be, to be totally honest. And, yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 it's very difficult to describe that over another course. Because you can't understand it unless you've lived through it. But, but the, the, this constant change, the constant news, constant revelations, something different every day. Yeah. Every day you woke up, it's like, well, wonder what's, 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 what's the news today? You know, what's. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, worth buying a newspaper then, rather. <laughs> oh, it was worth, worth, you know, watching TV and buying Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, and, and gradually, obviously, even the East German newspapers and the East German media were, were actually reporting yeah. what was happening. Yeah, that sort of started at some point in November, you know, towards mm. the middle middle of November. Mm. And when when was the first time you went to the West? Twenty ninth of November, nineteen eighty nine. You can obviously remember it very well. Was that Berlin <laughs> yeah, or yeah, West Germany? Yeah, yeah, I had a girlfriend then, and and, and and I met up with her in Berlin, and 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 we were on the. Might have been the first. No, it wouldn't have been the first leave. But you know, but certainly went on leave. We met with her in Berlin and stayed with friends in Berlin. And then, then we did one trip across into Kreuzberg. And at, tell at me, Friedrichstraße. Tell crossing. me, tell me about that. What? What? It wasn't all glitter and gold. No, I've had a few people tell me that. Basically. Particularly crossing into Kreuzberg in the well, late especially 1980s. Kreuzberg. Yeah, yeah. obviously, it's mostly Turkish there, and and, and you know. And, Rundown houses and, and not, not 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 everything was shiny and and beautiful and obviously we wouldn't have had any money to spend there anyway at that time. I didn't have Denmark, you know, I didn't have West right. German money. I think we, were, we might have been given like twenty marks or something as when we were crossing the border just to have something, okay, in our pockets. But but no real money. So you didn't get your greeting money, the hundred Deutschmarks. I didn't. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was already given then. It might have been given then already, but I sort of refused to take it. Because I thought that was just I, I, bribery, I, I, not bribes, hundreds, you know, yeah, um, charity, charity. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want charity from West Germany, yeah. so I refused to take it. I actually only got that just before it ended at the end of the year. It ended with the thirty first of December, right. nineteen eighty nine, and 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 I think when after Christmas, you know, between between Christmas and New Year, we went to visit my my relatives in West Germany for the first time. Obviously, what I've known. 
never, never visited them before. Yeah. Never visited them since, actually, either, to be <laughs> honest. But, but anyway, so we went to, went to visit them and, and while there, just sort of, you know, nah, what the hell, you know, and, and uh, just went into a bank there in that town, you know, where they started, where they lived and, and went into a bank and got the hundred mark and yeah. bought myself a jacket. Yeah. From CNA. Oh. <laughs> but there you go. So the Dutch a, company. <laughs> well, you know, and, and so I got, so, so I only got that, that, that Begrüßungsgeld, you know, this yeah. hundred mark. Yeah. And, and that, right at the end, I think it was like 29th of December or something. Right. Just, so just right two, two days. Last, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, just, I didn't want to get it, but it's just because no. we happened, happened to visit, you know, my uncle and aunt. Yeah. So we happened to visit, visit the relatives there and we're in town, in town anyway. And this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Swallow my pride, my yeah. pride, and, yeah. and just get it anyway. So, where where did you cross into Berlin? Was it Oberbaum? Friedrich. Oh, the S-Bahn. Yeah, with the S-Bahn. So, right. So, okay. so went went on the S-Bahn, Friedrichstraße. Just trying to remember now. Did we have to get off the train? Yeah, we did. Yes, we had to get off the train and and go through a checkpoint. Got stamps. Right. Yeah, and I have them still in my somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's not TV interview, so no, 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 no. It's not well, me sure well, you know anyway. Well, no, but. <laughs> I'd, I'd still be interested to see them anyway. But well, I still um, have my, you know, Personalausweis, advice, which was the sort of the East German ID, right? Book. Oh, okay, and I have that. I think it's in my desk somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And that that has the stamps in it of, yeah. of wow. you know, from from when wow. I crossed the border for yeah. the first time. Yeah. From the little stamps in there, from when you got this Begrüßungsgeld that had to go into yeah. the Personalausweis. Yeah. yeah. So you were singularly unimpressed by West Berlin then. Very, yes. Right. Yes. And did Very you get- unimpressed. I think we went to, we went into, into Kreuzberg first. And then I think we went into, to like Berlin Zoo, you know, Berlin Zoo, you know, where the, 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 the underground station is. Oh, the zoo station. The yeah. zoo station. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is equally so not. Garden. Uh, yeah, which is equally not particularly. No, and that's, that's all I saw. So you didn't go as far as Kudam and Death? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, didn't do that. No, just went, just went really to, yeah. to, to Kreuzberg and, and then sort of that, that, so, you know, so Loja Garten. Yeah. Um, yeah. Subway station area. That's, that's not impressive. No. Right. No. But uh, when you went to visit the relatives, did that, was, did you uh, find that more impressive? At that point, it was becoming more normalized already. You know, right. it, it sort of, it was then normal to, to go to the west, it wasn't. I mean, I hadn't been more since then. I mean, I'd only been this this trip to 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 Berlin and, yeah. and going over, crossing into West Berlin at the end of November. And I think in between, then I hadn't been right in the west yeah. again until after yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Um, was I impressed? No, I don't know. No, I didn't, didn't think it was particularly impressive. No. No. Okay. Don't forget, I mean, like, but I grew up watching West German TV and, yeah. and, and radio. Most so you were under no illusion as no, to what No, I don't think I was under was. any illusions. The people from the Tata Ahnungslos, they were completely eluded about, as right. far as they were concerned, the West was the golden yeah. glitter and yeah. you just have to go over yeah. there, you get a job, no problem, you drive a BMW next yeah. week and you go on holidays to, to the Bahamas. Even that's with what, them watching the, uh, the Schwarzer Canal, the Black Channel on uh, yeah, That wasn't GDM. taken seriously. No. <laughs> oh, we watched it, but only yeah. only because he was showing bits from West German television. Oh, and you and yeah, <laughs> and it was a channel you were allowed to watch. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, you know that that we had to watch. So it was kind of fun in a way to just watch him. Well, for one, it's to to see well, what what bits from West German television did he pick, and and then how how would he interpret? Yeah, yeah. What was shown yeah. just for fun, not not yeah. for did nobody took it seriously. No. 
So you're, you're still in the army at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. when, when did you, well, I guess the, the, what I want to talk about is obviously there's, there's the vote on reunification. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a vote. Well, that, that was May. Yeah. Um, I think it was, it was 18th of May or something. I think was the election date. And were you still in the army then? No. Right. No, I was, I, I left. My last day was the 28th of February, 1990. Okay. And. Basically, like I said before, you know, once you signed up for 25 years to be an officer, you had no choice. You couldn't just say, oh, I've had enough of this, can't be bothered anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm off. Couldn't do that. So, um, but at, at, towards the end of January 1990, we were suddenly told, look, you know, whoever wants to leave can leave. Right. Just, just hand in, hand in your, 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 you know, Hegesuch, Entlassungsgesuch, it was called, you know, so hand in, hand in your, 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 application mm. that you want to leave and no problem. So I did. I was one of the first 10 people to leave from the school because I didn't particularly like the army. Yeah. So it wasn't, wasn't my thing. I'm not very good with authority. <laughs> um, but, but so, um, so, you know, I one of the first people to, well, the first batch of people to leave, which was on the 28th of February, 1990. Um, I left and then that was it. I left then, but I would have known throughout February that I was leaving. Right. So in, in the period while you were in the army, did you meet any Bundeswehr or not? No. Right. No, not one. No. Okay. No. It was too early by the time I yeah. left. That, 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 this sort yeah, because the official uh, uh, Yeah, this sort of like heavy, more heavy interaction only started in the summer yeah. of 1990. I was already well out by then. Right. And and what did you do? I mean, you hadn't finished university. You no. So what what did you do? Oh, I then, then, then applied. To, so I'm from Schönebeck, which is near Magdeburg. In Magdeburg, yeah. there's a big university called, you know, TU, Technische Universität, Otto von Gericke. Um, so it's quite a, quite a, it's a fairly well known technical university in Germany. It's a good name now. This way. Yeah. Um, so, so I, 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 during, during February at some point, you know, after I'd handed in my, my leave request, being watched now by the children here. <laughs> Anyway, you know, so, so at some point they handed in the leave request and then, then basically started looking at well, what else can I do? So obviously I wanted to continue studying. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get a degree at some point and, and to show something. Yeah. Um, for myself that I've achieved something. And, and so I applied to, to Magdeburg University, to the Technical University to basically just continue doing the same civilian degree as I had already been doing in the army, which was, you know, be in genres or effectively be in genres in mechanical engineering with teaching. Actually, right. So there's an addendum there. Um, and, and, and Magdeburg University had the same course as, as my civilian university course at, at the officer's school. Um, applied to them, had to go for an interview, um, and, and got accepted by them. They let me go straight into the first year. So I could skip the first couple of semesters. Right. Um, and, and, and I finished in February. And my start date, I think, would have been, yeah, would have been like beginning of April. So 5th of April or 6th of April, straight into the running first year of the course. So right. although I was third year at university, yeah. but it, at, at, at the officer college, yeah. they didn't, they didn't acknowledge that, you know, but yeah. at least they, they let me skip yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the first part of the, or most and, of the first year. And so you were still in university when reunification yes, happened? Yes, I was in Magdeburg University. Okay. And, yes. and how did that change things, reunification, in in the university specifically? 
didn't really change anything. Really? No. Because they'd already presumably dropped Marxism <coughs> and out of the... Yeah, uh, the that was already and, gone by at that point, yeah. yes. Um, I still had to finish Russian language and, and English right. um, at university. That was actually, that was during second year, I think. Must have been. Yeah, during second year, you had to do something called Sprachkundigenprüfung, which is basically kind of like interpreter qualification mm-hmm. in, in two foreign languages, so which for me was Russian and, mm-hmm. and English. And I still did that, although Russian was then dropped. Yeah. Not much later. And by the, by the university, or by, by the academia, full mm. stop. Um, academic system, full stop. Um, and, and, but other than that, nothing really changed. No, same, same, apart from Marxism, Leninism type things. Yeah, and, yeah. And obviously yeah. the FDJ, you know, the, 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 the communist youth yeah. organization didn't exist anymore by then. And yeah. the SED didn't exist anymore by then. So, so any, any kind of political things, Within, within, within university education had already been dropped by then. Right. Um, so the actual uni- reunification, you know, this, this third of October. Yeah. Hi, this is Rhonda in Virginia, and I support Cold War conversations because I think the work that Ian is doing is critically important. I think it's vital to record the firsthand accounts of people who lived and experienced the Cold War. Uh, because it illustrates history in a way that a book never can. So thank you so much for the podcast. It's my favorite podcast, and I look forward to it every week. To be like Rhonda and help to preserve these incredible stories of the Cold War, as a monthly or annual supporter, you'll be able to listen ad-free, you'll become one of our community, get the sought-after Cold War Conversations drinks coaster as a thank you, and you'll bask in the warm glow of knowing that you're helping to preserve Cold War history. Just go to coldwarconversations.com slash donate to find out more. Third or second? I don't remember. Third or second of October. Anyway, I don't know. I uh, can't remember sure now. what the exact date. No, but it's October know. anyway. Yeah, beginning of October. Second or third of October. So, so when that day came, it didn't, didn't, didn't mean anything. Well, it did. I mean, it meant something. Yes, of course, it was yeah. a big day and big hoo-ha. And yeah. You know, it was a bank holiday and everyone got the day off and, and, yeah. and you know, obviously the television was full of, of, of things and stuff. Yeah. 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 Most memorable thing was this bloke covering the Reichstag in a big sheet of. Oh, of, um, Christo. Whatever his name. Christo, Christo. That's it. Yeah. That was, that, I don't know why, but that was made, that was, big deal was made of that. Yeah. You know, but, um, so other than that, no, I mean, I wasn't, certainly wasn't out celebrating. Yeah. No. Um, so you you was I mean, how did you feel about East Germany being absorbed into the Bundesrepublik? Disappointed. Did you think that East Germany could just go? Had, still should have gone its own way. Well, the thing is that the people that started this so-called revolution, mm. you know, like like the the Neues Forum, Demokratische Aufbruch, and and umpteen other organizations that 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 existed then. Mm. They didn't start it to, to, to kill the, the, the East Germany, to kill the DDR. They, 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 they want to change. Mm. Um, and, and they were disappointed mm. by what was happening. And we were saying earlier that, you know, the last sort of elections, the last Volkskammer, you know, the last yeah. parliamentary elections in East Germany happened in, in May 1990. It was also the first time I could vote. Right. So, yeah. um, it was also the first and, and last National election, if I ever voted in. Right. By the way. Um, but, but, because I can't vote here and can't be bothered with voting in Germany as it is now. But anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. a different story. But, um, 
Um, yeah, so so you know, and, and and basically, you know, yes, you were voting for parties, you were voting for mm. the Volkskammer, all the rest, but really, the vote was about should there be reunification yeah. under this Article Twenty One, or 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 not mm. Clause Twenty One, you know, which basically meant that that East Germany will cease to exist and will be absorbed by West Germany, mm. and everything that was East German is no longer valid, and yeah, and and will be scrapped and cancelled. Yeah. So, um, really, that that's that's sort of the parties that were campaigning were campaigning about that issue. Mm. So when you voted, then you kind of you voted where you in favour of this Article Twenty One. Yeah. So the um, main West German parties were standing in that election, weren't they? Like the CDU. Oh, God, yeah, and... they were. They were in East Germany very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they, they still had. I think by the end of November, we had Aldis in town. Yeah. And obviously, and, and Helmut Kohl and, you know, and all yeah. those sort of guys were yeah. campaigning. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Can I ask you who you voted for in that election? Oh, PDS. Right. Okay. I voted against. Yeah. They, they were pretty much the only party that properly stood against yeah. this Article 21. Right. So even the Greens were in favor of reunification. I think they were, but right. they were against this Article 21. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they were wishy-washy, as yeah. usual, yeah. as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I voted for, for PDS, mm. uh, which is, you know, which is the successor of the, the SED. Yeah, yeah. Because I think people forget the SED was a sort of forced um, marriage of three... Two. Two, the SPD and... and the KPD. Yeah. yeah. In 1946. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was SPD, so yeah. the Social Democrats and, and the Communist Party were... were merged yeah into the sad in 1946 yeah. yeah that's why that's why the the, the logo of the party logo is the, yeah. the handshake it's the, the handshake, handshake is yeah. of yeah otto gotovold yeah. who was the yeah. the chairman or, or president or yeah. whatever he was of the of the spd yeah. and and Wilhelm Peek, who was the the boss of the yeah. kpd and it's, that, there, it's that, their two hands and it's that, them that shaking school, hands that school history you were taught is still uh still there all that detail oh yeah yeah I'll never forget yeah, that. yeah no you can't forget that yeah no, shouldn't, that's shouldn't forget that. No, it's well. I, I mean, it, this this is a fascinating talk t- talking to you and and just hearing some of the, um, just some of the what I call the ordinary bits of yeah, history, yeah, yeah. but are almost the more fascinating bits. You know, the big political picture is the big political picture, uh, but it's how read, ordinary read about that pe- in books if you want. But yeah, that's- but it's how ordinary people dealt with these monumental changes in their life. Yeah, and it was a change. It was, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bigger change than you could possibly ever imagine. Everything mm. changed for well, East Germans. Yeah. I for mean, West Germans, nothing changed. Yeah. But for East Germans, everything, yeah. everything, you pick whatever you want. It, yeah. it, it changed. Yeah. I mean, because your country disappeared effectively overnight and you were forced to become a citizen of another country, but yes. also your whole way of life changed overnight. Exactly. That's, that's what changed. You know, everything changed. Every, the, the, taxation. Pensions, um, everything. Yeah, it's it's you know there's there's no nothing remained the same. Yeah, schooling. Yeah, because I mean, just what, what, one one moment your local shop is a Kaufhaller and the next moment it's an Aldi. I guess, yeah, or kind of, yeah, but that yeah. happened much earlier. Obviously, like right. I said, you know, the first things that came into East Germany after the war came down were politicians and supermarkets. <laughs> So I think within November at some point it must yeah it was it was in November and I must have had leave then in November mm. after the war came down 
first 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 experience was go to an Aldi in Magdeburg was the only Aldi that that, that existed then in Magdeburg that, that was in November. Right. Didn't take long at all. No. So no. so they opened an Aldi in 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 Magdeburg. Went there huge queues, massive queues, mm. trying to get in there. Ridiculous prices for bananas. Yeah. I remember that was twenty marks a kilo. Wow. Which is like yeah know, yeah city it's, money yeah. Um, and that's that. That the yeah, supermarkets, politi- Western politicians. Yeah. First, first things they flooded into East Germany as soon as the war came down. Yeah. And then obviously, therefore, then killed off East German industry. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. That that, that most of East German industry was gone by by the summer before the reunification even. Mm. And then, and what wasn't gone by then was completely killed off by the toy hunt after the reunification. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what happened. And then by the time people realized that, well, hang on, you know, actually what we had, the goods, most of, not, not everything, but you know, but a lot of the goods we had weren't actually that bad. The man had fancy packaging and fancy marketing that the West German, especially mm. consumer goods, that, that, that West German food, you know, yeah. that, that West German food had, for example, you know, it wasn't like fancy Mars bars and Coca Cola and, mm. but we had cola. You know, yeah. Plenty of different types yeah. of cola. It was plenty of different types of sweets. Chocolate was fine. Yeah. Meals were fine. Yeah. Food was good. Exactly, and and that's, I think, what people forget. I was interviewing the other day Eileen, who was an English teacher teaching in East Berlin. Oh, Eileen Ford something. Ford Price, yeah. yes. Yes. And she was saying the food was great. You know, there well, was the food nothing, is very good. You know, it's it's uh, no different from what you get now Yeah, as far as quality goes. You know, yeah. we had, we had, there were certain shortages in certain, for certain things, but only only isolated things. Yeah. What you couldn't get was all the exotic foods, you know, so yes. didn't, didn't, you know like bananas yeah. and, and yeah. kiwi and oranges and... They, they were more unusual. They, they, yeah. they got them, but not all the yeah. time. But yeah. I remember so. being in the UK in those times, and you couldn't get a lot of stuff out of season anyway. You know, like yeah. you can get blueberries all the year round now, for example, yeah. but you could only get them in the autumn. In, no, and stuff like that, UK. local produce, you know, obviously yeah. that would have been seasonal, and, and, and that was the same in East Germany, and local yeah. produce was, was plenty. Yeah. So, you know, you could have got, could have, could have, you know, have apple fights if you wanted to, and yeah. there's no problem. You know, plenty yeah. of apples and pears and peaches and and you know anything that grows could be grown in East Germany or yeah. in at least some block that was available. Yeah, no problem. But anything that yeah. had to be bought in with hard currency, yeah, yeah, was was, the was, was the problem. Yeah. So so exotic okay. fruits would have been a problem. So the only yeah. thing like oranges, the only oranges we could get regularly would have been from Cuba, and, and Cuban oranges are not very nice, right. You're very sour and small yeah, and yeah. hard. And, and yeah. So, so yeah, that's the only yeah. thing you could get and you didn't even bother with. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't they they edible. So. Um, I've only got a few more questions and I realize oh, yeah, I've taken yeah. a, a lot of your time. Yeah. This might pay a return didn't visit even look for at my the time, further but questions. But um, um, when you look back on your time in the NBA and being a citizen of the GDR, mm-hmm. how, what do you think of that? What, what's your wasn't a bad time. Don't regret it. Um, no regrets. No. I mean, it is the way it was. Mm. Um, but but I, no, I don't regret having been born in, in East Germany. I don't regret having grown up in East Germany. I don't regret having joined the army. Um, I, I had to do army service anyway. So, mm. And as it turned out, in the end, I didn't have to do the 25 years I signed up for, so it didn't really matter too much. <laughs> but... Um, no, there's no regrets. No, that's that's the way it was. I think I had a had a good 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 upbringing. I think you know. I think I had a good childhood and, mm. and a good education, which serves me well now. I think. Yeah, yeah I was so, going to ask how your studies translated into your 
your life after 1990? I presume engineering was quite a portable. It is, yeah. Um, engineering is engineering. It would have been something different if I had studied Marxist-Leninist philosophy. Yeah. Um, I don't think there would have been too many options to transfer into something else after. I think you could be right there. Possibly, yes. <laughs> um, and that, that obviously I pity the guys that did study that. Yeah. And, and um, But um, it's engineering, it's engineering. So mm. it's, it's, it's numbers, it's... it's yeah, it's, it's physics, in, it's mathematics, it's mechanics, yeah. it's it's dynamics. Because I've 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 heard from some people about their degrees not being valid in West Germany, but it sounds like you completed your education after reunification. I did. So yeah. therefore, you would have had a West. Had Germany. I had I completed the, the 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 degree course at the officer college, or the, uh, I'm not sure to what extent that would have been accepted i think my degree because it was an engineering based degree would have been accepted but but a lot of other officers you know like the political officers for example would have had philosophy degrees but they they were worthless yeah but i think it depended what you studied um i think it would have been accepted possibly I'm not sure actually, because I don't actually know that many guys that did, did graduate and did complete, and I don't really know that much about what happened to them after. Mm. To ask them, well, I could, I mean, I can contact them now. You know, yeah. I know, know where they are, and I can contact them. I can get hold of them, but I have never asked the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a specialist I'm, I'm, in asking weird questions. Oh so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I no, 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 no. That's fair enough. But, but look, but I, but I, well, I didn't finish at the the University of Magdeburg either. I then obviously left Germany and came to the UK. And I actually came to the UK as a student, so I finished right. university in the UK. Right, so I you graduated came, in the UK. You came over to the UK in 1991. Yeah. Okay. Fourth of July, nineteen ninety-one. There you go. You, can, you can't remember <laughs> German reunification day, but you can remember those. No, but Fourth of July is kind of a date. Yeah, that yeah. Sticks in your mind, doesn't yeah, it? So. Yeah. No, that. that no, no, no. I came came to the UK in July, nineteen ninety-one, um, Scotland. Yeah. So lived in Glasgow. Right. For a couple of years, yeah. um, applied to a couple of universities in Scotland and, and got offers from all of them. Right. Yeah, cool. So got offers from all of them, and there was one particular Paisley University or University of the West of Scotland, as it's called mm-hmm. now. And 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 uh, they 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 made me an offer, unconditional, well, conditional offer. No, I still had to go for an interview and stuff like that. But they made me more or less an unconditional offer to to join directly into the third year of their mechanical engineering right. course because of the Stuff I'd already yeah. done, both at the at the officers college and and at Magdeburg University, so I could join them in third year. That's why I picked them, mm. because the other ones were either you know start from scratch or, or right. maybe go into second year. I think Glasgow yeah. University offered me second year, and and I think Harriet Watt and Edinburgh offered me second year as well. Yeah. But but Paisley were the only ones that offered third year, so I went in there, and and so so I finished finished university. So that was standard B in honors yeah. in mechanical engineering at at, at Paisley University. Right. And you stayed in the UK ever since, or? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, but after graduating, then yeah. I, 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 I moved out of Scotland into, into England, Cumbria first, Lake District. Okay. Had a job there at a chemical company. Yeah. Um, in Whitehaven. Oh, okay. Not on the, the coast. most beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lovely. But, well, yeah, kind of nice, but close to Satterfield. Well, yeah. Not so. Could see a glow in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I can, I can imagine. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I liked, I liked it there. You know, anyway, I worked there and then, then, then got a job offer in Liverpool and then yeah. moved, moved to Liverpool yeah. in 95. Right. Um, and, and here I am. So now, now I'm self-employed 
yeah. effectively and, and as a sort of like an engineering consultant. Yeah. You know, my own company, but I hire myself out to another company. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you just like the UK. You, you feel. Uh, well, I've got a wife here and children and, and for now I'm stuck here. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not I'm that not bad. I'm not sure no, she'd appreciate you saying that. <laughs> uh, well, she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be opposed to moving away either. Yeah. Especially with Brexit. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, let's not talk about that. Here yeah. Now, but, no, no, that, um, that's for another podcast. That one. It is. Um, yeah. couple of quick last questions. Um, what would you say was the best about being in the NBA? The best. Yeah, if there is. I don't think there is any. There isn't highlights. As such. Right. No. Okay. And the worst. Well, the best, actually, sorry. No, okay. The, 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 there was a reason why I took it. I mean, you, you wear, you wear as an officer, be that the army or police or Grenztruppen or whatever, mm. doesn't matter. You, you, you wear, you wear a little bit more privileged within East Germany, which is one of the reasons why I picked it. Right. And why, you know, because you had a better life afterwards. Yeah. You were earning good money. You were earning a lot more than the mm. ordinary workers. And you got preferential treatment when it came to, to allocation of cars and flats. Right. And, other things like that. And presumably you got an earlier pension as well. Or? You got an earlier pension because yeah. obviously, you know, well, you would have retired from the army at 25, but, 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 so it would have been 43 then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you still, you still had to continue working. You couldn't just right. sit back and relax. <laughs> East Germany wouldn't allow you to do that. Mm. It's basically the East German constitution was written in the East German constitution. Everyone has the right to work. Yeah. But also everyone must, must yeah. work. <laughs> and so, so no, but but you got you know you got good money basically. Mm. So a starting salary, salary as, as an officer student was not great. No, a bit more than you got as a student. Because like in East Germany, of course, you know students were paid mm. um, from from age sixteen. So even as school students, we got, we got a monthly income from right. the state, okay. um, which was actually quite good. Yeah, when you think about that, and, and obviously as an officer student, you got paid more than than ordinary civilian university students. Yeah. so it was a little bit better, but not not serious money. Okay, and then, um, but then as an officer, once you've graduated, you you were on decent money. Right. Yes, and I would have been pretty quickly. I would have earned twice as much as my parents. Wow. Who've been working all their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that 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 so yes, so that was maybe a highlight. Yeah. The yeah. The, the, the you know the, the yeah. prospects of yeah. earning decent yeah. money and, and and obviously getting a car quicker than somebody else yeah. and. Because there was this thing about like 15 year waiting oh, yeah. for, for Trabant or for Lada. And, That's what and it was true. It was like that. Yeah. Yes. And there wasn't really like a secondhand cars market. No. It didn't exist. People had onto the cars. You know, and if you had yeah. one, you had onto it. And if yeah. anything, you might, you might hand it down to your son or. Yeah. But you wouldn't sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Not very often. And what was the worst thing about being in the MVI? I can probably guess. It was quite tough. Yeah. Being an officer student, particularly, was quite tough. Did you really? It was twenty four. Physically or Physi- mentally? Physically, right? More physically. Mentally, you didn't didn't have too many issues mm. there, but 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 more physically, yeah, it was tough. So that was the drilling and the fitness regime that the you fitness, had to everything, yeah, um, everything. Um, you know, waking up in the morning was at half past five every morning. Half past five, and so five thirty was was shouting basically. Yeah. Five thirty was was waking up call. Yeah, you know the U four day, you know the, the NCO, the service NCO, the duty NCO, mm. and to obviously shout out and everything. Mm. So we had to jump out of bed. Five thirty three, you had to be outside in your sports gear. Five thirty five, you had to be downstairs. Doesn't matter what weather, unless it was very extreme weather, mm. and you had to be running two miles every, every day, morning. every morning. Wow! Unless you were on duty. 
Yeah. But other than that, so then, then obviously, and then, then it continued, you know. So mm. lights out at 10 o'clock at the end of the day yeah. to, to, to jump to the other yeah. side. And, and weekends weren't too bad. So, yeah. You know, Sunday was generally off unless you were on duty. Yeah. Um, Saturday was still obviously schooling, lessons, training to, to about lunchtime, to about half past five, mm. I think was the last lesson. So it was yeah. quite, it was quite, quite intense. Yeah. Yes, it was quite tough. We didn't have any running hot water, for example, at the office or schools. Right. So it's cold showers. Stuff like that. And... Cold showers. Yeah. Didn't have showers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, you know, didn't have showers. Didn't, right. didn't anything like that. I mean, ordinary conscripts had showers and running hot water at the office or school, but mm. officer students didn't, which was all deliberate. All part of hardening yes. you up and making you tough. Oh, we, we were, we were treated much harsher than, than any conscript ever would be. Right. Much harsher. Yeah. So, but, so no, I didn't, didn't particularly enjoy that. No. Yeah. No. Um, I've struggled to find any books in English about the NVA. Are there any that you can think of or recommend? No. <laughs> That's not I the right no. answer, but, but, um, but no, I, I, well, I'm right then. I can't find any. Can't think of any. No. I mean, there's plenty in German. Yeah. I mean, I found a couple of books which detail the sort of, Merger of the NVA into the Bundeswehr. Yeah, but they're more like historical yeah. history books. Yeah, such. but they don't sort of, yeah. No, I don't think there is anything. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not aware of one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there may well be something yeah. out there, but I've certainly have not come across yeah. it. And I think I possibly would have seen it by now. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I obviously came across you on Facebook through German.militaria. Can you just yeah. share a bit of information as to what German dot militaria is it's and what hobby. it offers? It's a hobby. So it's it's my hobby. Obviously, I do have a day job. So, so yeah. this, this is a hobby on the side. Um, and and about 20 years ago, I started just just for fun. You know, I was buying stuff myself that I wanted to keep. And then I found a couple of things that I didn't want to keep anymore. So what I'm going to do with them now. So I started selling them and, and it just developed into more. Still a hobby, but, but it developed into more. So, so what it is now basically is, is, uh, you know, German dot military. So it's, 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 it's German military items, be that, you know, Imperial German or, or, or Third Reich, mm-hmm. for that matter, or Cold War. Mm. Um, probably over the last 10 years, I've moved much more towards Cold War. Um, don't do much, that much Third Reich and mm. Imperial anymore, but, but, but so it's, it's anything not as a surplus type outfit. So I'm not, not here, you know buying tons of same types of buttons or uniforms or whatever and, and sell them wholesale. That's that's not it. No, it's more I'm looking more for interesting items. Mm. Unusual items. One offs ideally. Yeah. That that that, that collectibles. Yeah. You know. So it's so it's so got the website running, this you know, German.military.com. Yeah. And um, got the, the Facebook group, which which the old member of and, and a lot of other people are, and I think it's mm. going quite well. I think it's a, it's a good group. No, there's great interaction it's on a, there. Some interesting discussions. You know, try and keep it civil there, which I think we've managed so far. Yeah, so, you're doing well. <laughs> um, so it's a yeah. So it's like I said, it's a hobby, but you know, but but it makes pocket money. So yeah. So I don't mind doing it, of course. But yeah. like I said, but, but I aim to basically just just have items that 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 are so unusual, unusual. and a little bit different, unusual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, other items, but but I'm trying yeah. try to focus more on unusual items, yeah, more collectible type yeah. items that you might want to have it on the display, that you might want to put on your desk or or on the bookshelf. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
And can I ask you, how did you come across this stuff? Uh, it would be telling now, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, it would be. It would be. It was worth a try, Shane. <laughs> no, you can it was ask. worth a try, Shane. I was <laughs> trying there. Um, Torsten, I've got I, sources everywhere. The old, the old networks are still alive. Yeah, I can. Well, that sounds like another episode. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Torsten, you have been so generous with your time today. I really appreciate speaking to you. Oh, it's Friday. End of the week. It, it is indeed. And it is the 29th anniversary of the fall of the wall as exactly. well, which makes yes. it extra... Uh, apt but um that's been that's been great really interesting stuff and i'm Good. sure i will have loads of other questions when i turn <laughs> well, I off hope the it's been worth by so i presume well, if you want to meet again we can do yeah. that yeah of course okay well thank you very much no problem all right all right thanks bye-bye Well, that was the final part of Torsten's story. Don't forget to visit the show notes at coldwarconversations.com where there's videos and details of books which will help you find out more about today's episode. If you can't wait for the next episode, do visit our Facebook discussion group where our guests and listeners, just like you, continue the Cold War conversation. Just go to our website, coldwarconversations.com, and click on the Join the Conversation option. Thank you very much for listening. It is really appreciated. Goodbye. not enjoying the ads well you can avoid them by going to coldwarconversations.com slash donate by becoming a monthly or annual supporter you'll enjoy ad-free listening become a part of our community receive the sought after cold war conversations drinks coaster and bask in the warm glow of knowing that you're helping to preserve cold war history just go to coldwarconversations.com slash donate for more information